up. Like if someone's like, well, I'm jammed up on, like I did with yeah. my nephew who said, can God create a stone even he can't lift? Back That's him up. Right. Can God create? Your person is like, well, I'm just really stuck on evolution. Back him up. We can get to how has the world progressed from the time it started? How would this, how has this universe progressed? Mm -hmm. Can we talk about how, how it started? It started. Hi there. This is Study with Friends, a weekly dive into the answers and questions we find in the Bible, in the church, and in the broader Christian faith. I'm Paige, and this week we are talking about expanding our apologetics toolbox with help from Holly's book, Searching for God. We use long-form programming, and this episode is a part of a series you can get all the rest of the episodes, learn more about the guests in this series, about the resources we provide, and about the larger work that we are doing, all at studywithfriends.org. Now let's begin today's episode. Naturalism is generally just the disbelief that anything that is outside the natural, obser observable, predictable right. world is not true. So it's it, it, it encompasses a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, so... The book, um, <laughs> we got permissions, page 33. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, it was during the publishing process. It was, um, a question. Do we need to include these pictures? There were a couple. There's one that's just two snowmen. And then there's another one that's Calvin and Hobbes. Mm -hmm. And, um, did you know that Cal Calvin, you know, that those are names of philosophers, right? No. Yeah. Calvin mm -hmm. and Hobbes. Uh, Hobbes. I, he's a, he's a modernist. Okay. So, um, He's a philosopher with okay. some competing ideas. Yeah. Um, so, um, which is funny. Yeah. I never knew that I either. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but anyway, the snowman on page 31, uh, one snowman is saying to the other, don't be absurd. Nobody made us. We evolved by chance mm. from snowflakes. And it, it's so funny because... <laughs> you look at these snowmen it, that's a that's a ridiculous a thing term, right. to think that 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 wasn't intelligently done yeah by the hand of something else mm -hmm. a creative hand and yet this is the argument around creation yeah. and so um some of the ideas uh that people have a hard time with are under the naturalist umbrella mm -hmm are uh, creation, evolution, um, and bodies and souls. Uh, and so just the idea, and miracles. Mm -hmm. So just the idea of um, all of those things, I'm just going to, we're just going to sort of fly by. Okay. Maybe maybe we'll do two episodes on on, on naturalism because it's a, it's a big one. Um, so... When we think about creation, I think that having the cosmological argument, at least in some way seated in our mind, is helpful in the conversations that people have about creation. And, and to be honest with you, I think that you have to have the creation conversation first with the naturalist. Mm. Because... If they don't believe there is a God, a creator, intelligent design, there's really no place to go with the rest of it. But if you can get them to buy in that it's possible, it's possible there is an eternal, all-powerful being, then you can build or, or start to deconstruct some of the other ideas that are founded on there isn't 
And so this is chronological as well yeah. as, um, you know, global argument. So the Kalam Cosmolog- oh, I'm not the argument <laughs> um, really has. It, it helps. It helps. <laughs> it helps to cement it in people like it my does. brains. Kalam. It does. Um, first of all, I'm going to say, however I say it, it is said better on the video series mm-hmm. that partners with this study guide. Uh, there's a really beautiful, and, and the woman who presents it has a nice accent. Well, I have to say, when I watched the video, I th- and even as I read it, I thought, okay, I understand that makes it. sense. But then it was like, okay, the word just goes. Yeah, that's okay the that the leaves. word goes. But but if we just can leaves, hold right? on to <laughs> the, the sort of the three things. Yeah. So the first one is that everything that began to exist had a cause. Mm-hmm. Nothing begins to exist without, like nothing begins from nothing. So everything that began to exist had a cause. The universe began to exist. Mm-hmm. There's scientific evidence. Everybody accepts the Big Bang. The universe had a start. The universe is not eternal. Mm-hmm. As we can see it declining, which is interesting, well, right? Well, we w- w- really how they figured that out yeah. is that it's expanding. Mm-hmm. And if it's expanding, then it expanded from a point. Yeah. So... If the universe began, it had to have a cause. So the universe was caused. Then what's the natural thing that results from that argument? There had to, what was the, some people call it the uncaused cause, which I I don't love that word because it seems to double back on it, circle back on itself. But if the universe had a start, everything that began to exist had a cause. Um, if there is an egg, there was previously a chicken. Mm-hmm. Everything that began to exist had a cause. The universe began to exist. There's no, I mean, really very few people are going to say to you, the universe always just was. There are some, but not many. Yeah. Because the Big Bang is widely uh, accepted. Mm-hmm. If the universe began, it had to have a cause. That's where people get jammed up. What caused the universe? Right. What was it? Some people say it was so, so tiny. Like, mm-hmm. how how did it start? Mm-hmm. The, the argument develops itself by saying, in response to a potential argument, it just did what I said to you about the meteorological phenomenon. If that were true, mm-hmm. and it just did, why doesn't that happen all the time? Yeah. Now, excluding the multiverse, <laughs> which I love talking about the multiverse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously do. But that's a conversation for a Marvel yeah. po- podcast and not... Right, <laughs> right, right. Um, sure which I don't host. Yeah. Um, but... If the universe, if universes were just going to pop up, why haven't they? Mm-hmm. Now, people might be theoretical and say, well, we just haven't discovered them yet. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Fine. Great. That may all be true. But how do we define what we're existing in right now? Which, which as far as we know, is unique, began, and, and what caused that? 
And so that's where we can build the idea of a creator. And at that juncture of a conversation, you don't have to get into the personhood of God or the personal work yeah. of Christ. That is way down the road. Yeah. All we're looking for is, can it, is it possible that there is an eternal, all-powerful being mm-hmm. that was the cause? Is it possible? Yeah. And and that takes time because of what you said before. Yes, is you're really deconstructing something that matters to them. Yeah. So be gentle about it. Yeah. But is it possible? There's an. You're gonna love this. It's not in the book, but there's another. Oh, it might be in the book. There's another argument. It's called the ontological argument. Anselm is an old old guy. Think I mean, long time ago. He he sort of put this forward. The ontological argument is harder. I'm not going to do a good job. I'm not going to do it justice here. But it, it also plays in the possibility of. So it's just about opening people's eyes to the possibility. Mm-hmm. People don't like to say that something's possible that they don't believe in. Right. But you can gently, prayerfully ask God to help their eyes be open yeah. to the possibility of a created moment like yeah. a cre- this was created um first of all does that help simplify kalam everything that began had a cause yes the universe began therefore the universe has a cause yes. that's really it yeah Which, it's not that complicated by the way you and i are both super fans of c.s lewis <laughs> yeah and i think he does an amazing job but i do know that's a challenging read in mere, mere christianity um i loved it and that would probably be the sim- super simplified version of the first three chapters, I think, of his book. But I, I, it, this, is a, this is an excellent topic, and timing is really great as well. I have a young family member. I don't want to give too many details, but a young family member who just started going to youth group mm-hmm. uh, in a family that's not believers. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I'm beyond excited. Stoked. And uh, <laughs> so he asks some vague questions, and the, the idea of Jesus is starting to come to him. And yet the creation question got put on the table Mm -hmm. and it's a hard question people that they trust and they know are brilliant minds over the years have really developed Mm -hmm. this evolution explanation and so even when evolution by the way is different than creation yes and and i Right, we probably have similar, if not the same theories, thoughts. So, could, on a for, lot of for me, well. evolution is what happened after yeah. creation. Right. How did how is the history of this world progress? Yeah. That's evolution. What I'm talking about is how did this how world, did how did this universe come into being? Right. So, I just wanted to separate those yeah, just for a second, which is I think is an excellent point. Mm-hmm. I think that's a. Great and by the way, way you it. can. That's a thing. That's a tool. Yeah. Back them up. Yeah. Back them up. Like if someone's like, well, I'm jammed up on, like I did with yeah. um, my nephew who said, can God create a stone even he can't lift? Yeah. Back, Back them up. Right. Can God create? Yeah. So if you're, I'm sorry for interrupting, yeah, but right. if your person is like, well, I'm just really stuck on evolution. Back them up. Yeah. How, okay, let's, we can get to how has the world progressed from the time it started? How this, how has this universe progressed? Mm-hmm. Can we talk about how, how it started? It started. Right. That's what I'm saying to and you. I think the, the way that this book is written right. and the way that I'm trying to run run us through this series is 
very intentional yeah. with respect to you have to start at the beginning to build a foundation. Yeah. And if someone wants to start with you in the middle, yeah, back them up. It, which is a that's a really great uh, tool to use because that also helps us resettle ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes when you get that question, you know, can he make a rock? That is yeah. so big that yeah. he can't lift it up, right? So can he make a rock heavier than he can lift? Mm -hmm. uh, I forget the way exact yeah. words, but essentially that's yeah. the argument, right? Yeah. Uh, you're right. We got to back it up. Yeah. You know, is he a creator? Yeah. No. You know? So it, uh, in in my nephew's case, it was can God create? Yeah. In your person's case, it's did God create? Right. Right. And so we're stuck in that, you know, monkeys yeah. from man argument. Mm -hmm. You don't right. have to have it. Right. Go be. I mean, you should that. have it when the time comes. Sure. So that's why I think Halam is really useful. Yeah. Everything that began had a cause. Mm -hmm. The universe began to exist. The yeah. universe had a cause. Yeah. And so you start at the beginning. Yes. You right? have to. So you go back. And Guess start what else beginning. starts at the beginning? <laughs> the Bible. Right. There's a reason. Yes. God is building his argument yeah. for himself. Right. <laughs> right. I know. It's so Here's true. Here's what it I did so first. True. Yeah. Right. I know. And I've had that where people go, you should go to this first. And I'm like, oh, there is a beginning. There mm -hmm. is. I mean, I had to come and to that later. It's it's gentle. Yeah. Like, you have to be gentle when you say, I'm not going to argue with you about that. We're going to talk about this. Right. You have to. And that's why I think um, asking better questions. Yes. That's, that's sort of, that's sort of, when I talk about disarm and deconstruct, it is um, housed in the in the soft surroundings of better questions, yeah. uh, because when we start to make statements instead of asking right. questions, we begin an argument. Yeah, absolutely. So I would just say, yeah, ask a different. Can I ask you a different question? Right. Which so you're not ignoring their mm -mm. question. Which is really important, right? Because they're asking you a question sometimes because they want to be heard, sometimes because yeah. they want to argue, but yeah. sometimes because they want to be heard and they're struggling with that particular concept, right? But you're saying, I want to answer that. Yeah. But they're not even in a place yeah. necessarily where that can be answered yet. Like you said, they're not in the Bible. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to say Adam and Eve mm -hmm. created. Right. You know, I don't want to say, yeah. like, God made him out of dust. And yeah. they're like, okay. Right. <laughs> that's where you are with God. <laughs> right, 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 you right, know, right. So because to them, that's so foreign. Yeah. And kooky was, was the word Cookie. you used. Yes. I like Cookies it. Um, <laughs> I, I think a, a gentle way to do that is to, is to just validate, which is yeah. what I, again, disarm, deconstruct. Disarm, yeah. deconstruct. So if, you, if I'm coming to you, this is, this is how I do think about it. If I come to you and I have a machine gun in my hand and I'm pointing the machine gun at you, what's the first thing you and I need to do? We need to put that gun down. Yeah. Then we can have a conversation about what made you pick up the gun in the first place. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's just negotiation yeah. tactic yeah. 101. Yeah. It's the same in normal conversation. So we disarm by saying, my big tool for disarming is creating um, partnership. Mm -hmm. So I, I just say, I would say to a person like that, I. That's a valid question. Mm -hmm. It's a really good question. I would even say I've grappled with that question myself and just say I would love to talk to you about that. For me, what has to come before that is 
this. Can yeah. we talk about that for a minute? Not yeah. to just and say can, and like ask permission. That's another one I do a lot yeah. is I ask permission. Can yeah. we instead of forcing someone to shift gears, I'll say, can we first can I hear your thoughts first? That's a great way to do it. Can I first hear your thoughts on X, like mm-hmm. the creation, the the Kalam? Okay, we wouldn't say, but right. that anything that began to exist had a cause. Mm-hmm. The universe began to exist. The universe has a cause. Right. I'm going to take the person to that place with questions, mm-hmm. leading questions for sure, but gentle questions that validate, disarm, and uh, create partnership. Like, let's journey through this together. Um, so there are gentle ways to do it. Like, this is this is the rub. There's one way, which is, well, I'm not going to talk to you about that because y- you talking about that is ignoring this. Right. And that's just like this. Yeah. So it's just this gentle redirecting. Yeah. Um, that can be highly useful because when someone feels like they are a conversational partner, that you are on the journey with them together, or you're sharing the journey that you've already taken, people are invested in that. Yeah. As much as we want to hold our own identities as a culture, we want to not give up our identity. We are also a people who love a story. Mm. We want to hear each other's stories. Tell me your story. Yeah. And so if I share with you that this was part of my own journey, this is part of my story, I've said this a million times, people can argue with your argument, but they can't argue with your testimony. Right. Yeah. And that's where you lead them to, I've, 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 I've looked into this. Yeah. I'd like to share what, what satisfied me. And maybe you might also find it satisfying. Is that, would that be okay? Yeah. I mean, who's going to say no? I mean, and I love the gentleness of it. So so I obviously joked with you earlier, I'm not black and white, I'm shades of gray. And so I'm more of a soft sciences, right? Like I love community. I love the way the brain works. I love the way emotions work and things like that. And so even that, like, and, and I believe that we're called to that. I believe that that's, God calls us to that when he calls us to community and mm-hmm. unity among believers and things like that. Um, and I think that that develops such a better relationship with no people. Question. And I, so I think to my own home and we've, dis- we've discussed and shared this before and sometimes we're harsh with each other mm-hmm. deliberately because there's a funniness to it, right? There's something about that. And so just even thinking about disarming some of that and how I grew up with that and how I need to disarm some of that in my nature, uh, the responsibility of a Christian is very, very big mm-hmm. because my responsibility is not to make them agree with me and believe that I'm right. My responsibility is to love them enough to show them yep. the truth. That's a great point because a lot of times when we think about apologetics, making an argument, giving a reason, we want to think that we are the ones who did the thing. Yeah. Yep. And the truth is God's doing the thing. God wins hearts. The spirit wins hearts. We may be a tool that God uses, and we should be the sharpest tool we can be by maintaining ourselves in a healthy way and presenting ourselves in a healthy and loving way. The best tools, I believe, are, are love mm-hmm. and truth. And you can't abandon one in favor of the other and still be a gospel carrier legitimately. You have to do love and truth in balance. And God does the work. And so 
what you just said is a really, really great reminder that it's really not on us. Mm-hmm. We do have a responsibility yeah. to carry ourselves properly according to the truth of the gospel and the way that God has changed our lives. But we don't have a responsibility really ever to win someone to faith. Yeah. We don't. That's not. It's God's. We right. cast the net on the water and God puts the fish in the net. Yeah. This program is produced by Study With Friends. Learn more about us at studywithfriends.org and sign up there for email devotionals or download our Bible studies for free. If you are blessed by our work, please consider supporting our ministry with a donation. We believe in the local church. Please find a congregation where you can plug in and experience all aspects of the Christian life. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time when we study with friends.